BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022 by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like building charging hubs for fleets of electric buses in California and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. At Amica Insurance, we know it's more than just a house. It's your home, the place that's filled with memories. The early days of figuring it out to the later years of still figuring it out. For the place you've put down roots, trust Amica Home Insurance. Amica, empathy is our best policy. Hi guys, and welcome to episode 27 of Hashtag No Filter. I'm so excited for you to hear this episode. It is such an interesting one. It's with Dr. Brittany Barreto, and she's the founder of Faramore. If you're unfamiliar with Faramore, it's a dating app that measures your compatibility based on physical chemistry and social alignment. So it's a science-based dating app, and it's the first of its kind to use a DNA kit to find love. Yes, I'm totally serious. This is a thing, and it's genius. I, I wish I thought of it. I didn't think of it because I, I have no, um, science is not my thing, not my forte. I think my, um, my high school science teacher, Mr. Mavronicles, probably, I was probably one of his least favorite students if we're, if we're keeping it real. Uh, but it was, science is definitely Brittany's thing. And she came up with this incredible idea that I think could be the future of dating. I mean, I don't see why it, why it wouldn't be. I mean, you basically, you download this app, like you would download any other dating app, but then you get your Faramore DNA kit, you swab the inside of your cheek, you send it off to them, and then you go on a date based on your likes, but also your chemistry, more importantly. And it it basically, Brittany will explain this, but it it's a genetic analysis of attraction that tells you how much chemistry you're going to have with this person. Because what I learned, which I didn't know, is that it's all based on DNA and your immune system, which I had no idea about. Like, what? So I just think this is such a cool concept, and I don't see why you wouldn't do this. Like, this makes so much sense. Uh, I mean, it's literally science-backed. So anyway, it's fascinating. But beyond Faramore, Brittany is just such a dynamic woman. And she has had her own struggles in her personal life with um, mental health. And she's going to talk about that. And she also was told no a lot. When she first started to go for funding, people thought she was the assistant. You know, maybe they're expecting a man or they're expecting someone else. But she, she, that she, it's not like she just, you know, thought its idea, went for funding, and it was boom, 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 done. I mean, she definitely was told no. She kept pushing. She was so passionate about it that she just kept going. And here we are today. But it was just, we had such a great conversation. We talked not only about the app, also about her personal life, also about her love story and dating in general. And it was just really, really interesting. And if you're not a science person, don't click away because I am not a science person, as I said, and we don't talk all about science. I mean, when we do talk about science, Brittany dumbs it down to my level. So I promise you'll be okay. Uh, but it, it's not, that's not, I don't want you to think we're just, you know, going to talk about science. It's, there's so much more to it. And yes, it goes back to science because that is what this app is based 
based on, but it is just, I learned so much and I was so fascinated with everything Brittany was telling me. So I really think you're going to love this. Um, definitely keep on listening and I would love to hear what you think about it too. And if you do go on Faramore, I kind of want to hear your story. You're going to love it. So keep on listening. And here's Dr. Brittany Barreto. Welcome, Brittany. How are you? doing awesome. Thank you so much for having me. Of course. Thank you. So as I said in the intro, we have Dr. Brittany Barreto here today, and I am so excited to talk to you about a lot of things. We have a lot to unpack in this this episode. Um, So first, before we really get into it, give a little background um, synopsis, your story, how you got here today. Sure. My name is Dr. Brittany Barreto. Mm -hmm. I am CEO and co-founder of Faramore. Mm -hmm. Faramore is a DNA-based dating app that's nationwide, where singles can download the app for free, create a profile by DNA kit, and then figure out who they're most compatible with based on their DNA. And are you the first of uh, your kind? Like, I've never heard of this yeah. until you, that's so. First of our kind, but the science behind attraction uh, using DNA is actually uh, very old. So it's been about 30 years scientists have known that you can predict who's attracted to who because of your DNA. But I was right. just the first geneticist who was a hopeless romantic swiping endlessly. Yeah. And there's gotta be a better way. And uh, read these papers and said, Heck, I'm going to use science yeah. to find love and might as well help everyone else. Yeah, why isn't you. everyone doing this? Yeah. It seems, why wouldn't you do this? Uh, so <laughs> so how did you get into this? How, what's your background? Um, my background is uh, biology and genetics. Uh-huh. Um, I'm actually the first person in my col- in my family to go to college. Wow. Um, and I always loved science. I'm definitely right. a nerd. Yeah, okay. <laughs> love it. <laughs> and um, in college, I was in a genetic seminar and we learned about how scientists for decades have been able to predict who's attracted to who because of their DNA. And I rose my hand and I was like, Professor, could I make a geneharmony.com? And he kind of looked and rolled his eyes and scoffed and was like, I mean, I guess you could, but that's really weird. Oh. And everyone kind of looked, they're like, Pretty so weird. She says such weird Stop. things. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So this was a while, like... This was almost 10 years ago. Oh, my gosh. And I was like, that's so cool. One day I might make Gene Harmony, you know? Connect people using their DNA, but... And... (laughs) 10 years later, yeah. Wow. Um, So what was your path from 10 years ago to now? So my path was that I am a... a female who is not encouraged to drop out of college and pursue crazy dreams. So this is certainly not a Mark Zuckerberg, Steve Jobs kind right. of story, right? Uh-huh. It's a woman who had a crazy idea but said, well, society says I should continue to get an education. And right. So I did that. And actually I'm very grateful for it because sending your spit in the mail was not hot 10 years ago. <laughs> no one was doing it yet, right? I was right, ahead right. of my time. Yeah, so, yeah. <laughs> uh, and also it was geneharmony.com. It wasn't an app. I had a right. Blackberry at the time. Right, right. Blackberry. So I'm grateful that I, I stuck to my studies, um, graduated from college, went on to do my doctorate in molecular human genetics at Baylor College of Medicine here in Houston. Right. That's what brought me down here from New Jersey. Got it. And, um, you know, the thing that really pushed me into it was uh, trying to figure out what my career path was going to be and knowing that I had way too much personality to work at a lab my whole life. <laughs> totally. Um, and I loved animals too much to work for a pharmaceutical company mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and was like, well, heck, what does that mean? Like, right. What am I going to do? I love DNA. I really love DNA. Wow. And I love humans. Like, what does that mean? What am I going to do? Uh, I started taking some entrepreneurship classes and realized like that that's my tribe. Oh my god! And um, but I would tell people like, well, I only have one crazy idea for a DNA based dating app, and they were like, that's not crazy. That sounds like really like a good idea. Like you genius. Do that. <laughs> <laughs> um, and it was in 2016 um, after some 
really personal growth. I mm-hmm. um, actually struggled with PTSD, mm-hmm. and in 2016, that summer, I actually went inpatient for 30 days for treatment for PTSD. Oh, wow. And um, I like to share that story because it's yeah. certainly not a like everything fell into place. Everything was so perfect. like you had wonderful, you know, road bumps to overcome, lots big ones, and lots right? Of road bumps, lots and lots of challenges, yeah. and you know, obstacles, and uh, that was a big one. Um, and when I came out of that, I was just like, you know what? I'm just gonna be more authentic, more true to myself. Yeah. And so I stopped saying, well, I only have this one crazy idea, and started being like, I have this wonderful idea. Yeah, it's gonna change the world. <laughs> yes, you know? and then that's when. And then I pitched it at an accelerator program, oh and my now I'm co-founder, and the rest is history. Oh my god! Yeah. So now, Fairmore. Mm-hmm. So where? How does it work? Like, just a uh, how? Do, how can someone get on the app? So someone can just go to the app store. Right. We are uh, iOS and Android. Go to the app store, download for free, make a profile for free, and it's like a typical dating app where okay. you have pictures, right. you have a bio. Something really cool that we do is we ask you if you'd like to link your Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, and we will actually data mine your likes and your hashtags from Twitter and Facebook and auto-populate your pro- your profile for you. Oh, my gosh. And one, that saves you time. And yeah. two, it makes a more authentic profile because as someone who swiped for four years aimlessly, yeah. um, I was looking at profiles that all just said that they loved adventure and they were super laid back. And I was like, what <laughs> no, the they, heck? That they, they can go out and party or they can sit on a couch with a glass of wine. <laughs> yes, Not typically. Yes. <laughs> right, right. And I was like, all right, but, I'm literally swiping based on the same bio. Like, do they even know they have the same bio? Right, right, right. <clears throat> Excuse me. Um, why, so, I mean, because the, the dating app, dating sites, all that, it's saturated. It's a saturated yeah. industry. How have you um, kind of stood out? How are you standing out? Like, what's your plan? How, I mean, to go into a space that is crowded yeah. and you're doing something so different and unique and genius in my mind. Like, why why aren't we all just meeting people this way? It makes sense. Well, you know, I think uh, it's going to take a little time. It takes some more time for people to catch on to it. It's definitely innovative. Right. You know, and usually innovation sounds scary. Similar right. Similar to how Amazon asks you to put your credit card online and people are like, that sounds scary. Right, and right, right. And everyone's like, go to the store. <laughs> like, yeah, what? Who does that? <laughs> and so right now we're right. still kind of in that era of like, no, 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 this is this is the future. Like, and it's okay. Yeah. That's why. So yeah. We're still, we're still growing consumer. Yeah, because you're still fairly there. new. Right, yeah. right. But the market, yes, it's saturated. There's a ton of dating apps. Right. Like they come, they're coming out every day, yeah. right? But my opinion is that they are not effective. And right. their goal right. is to keep you on the app and mm-hmm. to keep you swiping and to keep you within the Correct. carousel of first dates, right? Yes, yes. And so fair and more subjective is to find you real connection yeah. using science. Science, you know? right. <laughs> and the people that sign up are committed and they're invested in right. finding love because they're sending in their DNA and waiting two weeks to get the results, right? Like, these are people that are like, hey, I'm busy two Fridays in my life, no worries. Like, I'm good. Right, you know? right. And you're going to help me find the person, the love of my it's life. It's worth waiting. Waiting. Yeah. Exactly. And when, so how does it work? So you send the, oh, yeah. yeah, how does that part Sorry. work? No, no, I'm just like, I'm, I'm now, I'm like, how does this work? <laughs> Download the app, create right. your profile, um, and then you purchase a DNA kit within the app. Okay. And we send you a box in the mail. Okay. Right to your house in a discreet package that no one will know. Okay. Right? Okay. Um, you swab your cheek, simple cheek swabs, like a little Q-tip, you brush the inside of your cheek. You mail it back to us. We provide the postage and everything. Right. Just drop it in the mail. It comes to us. We send the la- the swabs to the laboratory. We isolate the DNA from your cheek swells on that swab. Wow. And then what we do is we sequence the 11 genes for attraction. 
Okay. So the 11 genes for attraction are actually the same genes as your immune system. Huh. So science has shown that the more different your immune system genes are, the more likely you are to be physically attracted to one another. So the, really? Uh-huh. So the old saying, the opposites attract, is biologically true. Really? Yeah. And it's all about when we were cave women and cavemen, we didn't know who was our uncle, right. who was our cousin, and we had to use our nose and our pheromones to figure out, well, if that person's immune system is different than mine, we're probably not related, and therefore our babies would be healthier. Wow. Uh, I know, crazy, right? Wait, I d- well, I definitely didn't know that. I mean, why would I know that? That's crazy. Yeah, and so actually the entire animal kingdom operates like this, and humans are no different. So opposites really do attract. Yeah. Okay, yeah. so then once you get it, and then how does it then work from there? So the lab gives us the raw data, and again, we only look at your 11 genes for attraction. Right. I don't know about your diseases, Got your it. ancestry. I don't know. I don't know anything about right. that. Only your traction genes. We take that raw data, and Fairmore in-house has built these algorithms to figure out who you're going to be compatible with and what manifests on your app, on your screen, is uh, a match report. So you're able to see 10 singles every day, and each one has a match report. And within that match report, you're going to see three scores, a okay. social alignment score, how many things you have in common. But ha- And they'll know that from the DNA? That, that's from the social media part. Oh, the social yeah. media part. Yeah. Okay. And then the DNA is your physical chemistry part. Because the right. DNA is really, it's just about good sex, actually. R- really? You know? Yeah, it's about pheromones. It's about physical attraction. So that's, oh, so that, so the <laughs> DNA that you're getting is really for the physical attraction it's part. It's for love at first sight. It's for Shut like up. how sweaty are your palms going to get. It's about like how. And like, like it's not, obviously it's science based. So how, does this, this work? I mean like, yeah. like you know people that have done this DNA and they've like fallen in love. Um, so not only do I know them, I am one. Um, <laughs> I know that. Did yeah. I miss that in the bio? <laughs> Shut the... Yeah, so I was swiping for like four years, and now I've uh, taken a DNA test and I found the love of my life. No. Yeah, he's so th- wonderful. He's so wonderful. So, th- like, both of you did the DNA thing. Uh-huh. Did you do it through your app? Like, um, what, or, I guess so it was... So, I actually... The truth of the matter is, um, it wouldn't be very ethical as a founder to be on my own dating app. Right, so right. So, I was doing some market research on another dating app. Okay. And this guy sent me a message, and I was like, this is actually a really good message. And he's got a pretty good profile, and I messaged him saying... Hey, I just want to be honest. I'm the owner of a DNA-based dating app. Will you take a DNA test? And he was like, to meet you? Like, yes. Stop now. it. And so I sent him a DNA test, and we were 90% compatible, like top 10%, like very, like very compatible. And we've been dating happily for five months now. Shut up. Uh-huh. I know. So it had you, so if someone's only compatible, let's say 60%, I don't yeah, know, yeah, does yeah, that yeah. mean they won't? Definitely. Like, how does it work? Like, it's up to you if you want to meet the person, That's I guess. Right. Right. That's right. right. So, um, I try to tell people, you know, we're not asking you to swab and then we're going to mail you your soulmate. There's right. still human will. Of course. There's still, you know, isms depending on what city you live in. Right. And, you know, what, um, maybe you're part of a certain religious background. And right, so right, right. important to you. And so that's why, Paramore, we don't mail you your soulmate. We say, hey, here's 10 singles for today. You get to pick. And you want to date someone who's ten percent compatible? Go for it. Right. We're just gonna. This say, is what we're like, giving. Hey. Like, right. Yeah. Like you signed up for it yeah. to get this. And so what we're doing is we're empowering people. We're wow. not telling them this is the way it is. You need to do this. We're saying, hey, you're you're a free will individual, but here's some data to more strategically date because you're busy. You don't have time to go right. to the first dates this week. You Wait, know? that is so wild. I still can't get over <laughs> that. So. Oh my god! So and then you get ten a day. That's ten a, a day. ten a day, ten and a day, yeah. it's not a swipe thing. I should have like downloaded nope, the app. No, 
I'm not single, but just to see. <laughs> I love you, Matthew. Yeah. No. <laughs> um, but you, how does it work when in the app? So in the app, you get to see, it's like a little uh, carousel of 10 profiles. Okay. You can kind of uh, sway through them. But you click one, it opens up, you get to see all their pictures, their bio, their interests, and at the bottom, you like or pass. Got it. And if you um, both like each other, we will make you a match, quote unquote. Sorry, I'm on a podcast. Yeah, <laughs> we're doing quotes. <laughs> <laughs> You're a match at that point, and then uh, you can then start messaging. Um, I want to give you a little inside scoop, though, on this Please. podcast. Everyone listen. <laughs> <laughs> that, um, and if, uh, we're building right now, though, that every day you'll have two guaranteed matches based on your DNA. But don't you get the 10? Oh, oh that's separate. That's, so the what? 10 is like you get to decide if you like them or not. But what we're going to start oh. doing is saying, hey, we're going to automatically match y'all because you're DNA compatible. Like, oh. Yeah, and then you can just immediately start ma- ta- texting with them. Because unless you connect, you can't yeah. start messaging, yeah, which I yeah. like. I think that's – I like that I like that. As a woman who uses dating apps, right. I liked it when we only have – you have to like someone and they have to like you back before you start messaging. Right. But what we've realized on our app is that there's a lot less, like, skeezy people on there. Yes. And there's a lot more people committed to – They're like, taking it seriously. Right, yeah. right, right. And so even if you're automatic DNA match every day, maybe one of them is a weirdo, you can just unmatch them. I you see. You still have the okay. power to unmatch But them. you're really getting 10 a day. Yeah, ten. you get 10 a day. It's a yeah. lot of choice. Like, yeah. that's great. Yeah, and what we found is that um, people who do the DNA test on our app, because we don't require it, we understand. Oh, you don't? Like, okay. This is new. Like, check it out. Right. Profile. Right. Like, just see it. But um, the people who do buy the DNA kit get 26 times more matches. Well, right, because they did that. Yeah. So you have people that are on there that have not that aren't doing the DNA, but then they're not getting the DNA match part. Yeah. So, okay, but they can still yeah. be on a dating app. Yeah, right, yeah. right. No, that's great for that. Oh my, yeah. wait, I still can't get over. Okay, so now people are, so when you're on, let's say, another dating app that's not a science-based one, another one, we don't care about yeah. the name of it, and you see like a good-looking person maybe on your end, the the DNA part makes it so both of you are, are attracted to each other. Is that what it's, is that, like, we, I'm, I don't know science. We could just dumb it down for me. Like, hot, like, you know, you, cause you see hot guys, you know, yeah, or girls yeah. on apps, websites, wherever. Yeah. The science part though brings both of the compatibility. Yeah, to- the science part lets you know, hey, this is someone you typically think you might want to match with and go on a date right. with. But science says you're not going to jive. Got it. Okay. You know? Okay. And so on our app, what happens is we are, helping you figure out who you should go on first date right. with rather than date based on Snapchat filters. Correct. Because that's what people are doing now. Right? I see what you're and saying. Okay, yes, 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 yes. And um, this is uh, science-driven love. Right? Science-driven, right. right. Yeah. It's so crazy because, you know, you think like, and it's so funny because you're like, I'm a hopeless romantic and you're like this like science, like you said, you're a nerd, like yeah. whatever. I mean, you don't seem like a nerd, but a nerd's a great thing. But like you, like science and love, you don't automatically think like, but I love that, that you've really like combined the two. Yeah, and I, it's so great. So how did it start? I mean, you had to go into that. And I know when I, we spoke before and through emails, you, when you were going to look for funding and, mm-hmm. and, and, you know, a lot of these are male driven, oh, yeah. you know, venture capitalists, mm-hmm. how how was that process? Well, I um, uh, started going to pitch competitions and was asked where the CEO was because I was obviously the assistant who was just bringing the PowerPoint. People and, said that oh, actually? Yeah, they were like, oh, where's your CEO? Like, are you just here to drop off the PowerPoint? And I was like, no, 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 it's me. Hello. Oh, my gosh. And so I started, I did uh, uh, something crazy, which I hope I am wildly successful so I can tell everybody about the story. Yeah. I started to wear a lab coat while I pitched. 
which if any actual scientist saw me wearing a lab coat while wearing doing a PowerPoint, they'd be like, why are, why are you wearing a lab coat? <laughs> you oh, know? right, but right. Showing up in a lab coat made people be like, oh, hi, Dr. Pareto. Like, please come to the stage. Like, how can we help you? You know? Oh, my God. And literally just wearing, wearing a white coat enabled people to respect me more. Um, it gave me a title, right? Mm-hmm. Even though I already right. had a title, the coat gave me the right. real title. Right. And um, I honestly, I felt safer on stage okay. in, a, in a lab coat. Yeah. It's not very flattering, but that's what I wanted. I was, I wanted them to not look at my curves, and I wanted them to look at my business right. plan. Right. You know. Yeah. And so I mentor female founders, and you know, sometimes they come for like a mentoring session, and they're wearing the cutest little dress. Yeah. And I'm like, yeah. Oh, I love that dress. Please never wear that to a pitch. You know? Is it like, is it because like people aren't taking you as seriously because you're in a cute little thing? I think like, it's not taken as seriously and also quite candidly distracted. Yeah, you know? yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. I've, I've had so many pitch before I started like really figured out the game. Right. Um, I would end a pitch and the first person was like, "And by the way, you look so great up there." And I'm like, "Why?" Are you but that's not that? the point. <laughs> right. Right. Thanks, you know? but yeah. <laughs> right. So was that hard? Like, how were you ever um, discouraged, or how do you? Oh adri- gosh, yeah. yeah, of course. Yeah. So course, what kept yeah. you like? You're like, I'm doing it. Like, you just felt so passionate about um, it. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> A long story short, um, yes. Yeah. Um, but I felt like um, I knew I had. I do have believers, right? I had believers, and yeah. I have a lot more now. Right. And so the few people that did, you know, stand in my way or make me question why I was doing this were fewer and far between, and the the believers and the supporters and the few women investors that do exist were there to say, like, thank goodness there's a female founder pitching today because I want to invest in females, you know? And so, um, and I'm also just somebody who loves to go against the grind. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's why I had to get out of academia because I'm very much about, like, red tape and taking things slow. And I'm like, I like to be radical. Right, (laughs) right, totally, totally. Yeah. With anything, right? So um, being a... A scientist gone entrepreneur in the South right. um, who's a female CEO founder <laughs> trying to sell a dating app, but it's also biotech. Yeah. It's super innovative. I mean, I I think I'm the reason at pitch competitions they have a category, category called other. You know, because they have yes. like medical device, cybersecurity, yeah, you know, yeah. consumer products, and they're oh like, my. other. And that's, that's, <laughs> that's you. <laughs> but so were you, you were told no a lot. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Totally. Wow. Um, I mean, especially here in the South, pitching in Houston in the Gulf, um, there's a lot of people that cannot look past that. uh, And I know we've actually been speaking a lot about it. So Fairmore is a dating app. Right. But what I my company actually is is a um, data company and a Uh technology platform. So what we're doing is we have the dating app. But we actually also are about to launch a couples website called wehavechemistry.com for really? couples to find out their compatibility using Wait, DNA. I want to do it. Is it yeah, up? Well, is it live? Um, we are taking pre-orders. I'll sign you up today. Wait, yeah, I want to do it. That's awesome. Okay, cool. <laughs> and then we're also about to start offering our DNA kits to matchmakers and other dating apps right. to integrate it. Because what we realize is that we are scientists. And right. We love the dating app space. We love growing it. The market, yeah. da, da, da. But it was kind of a way to just validate that the market is willing to buy DNA kit to find love. Right. And that um, that it's a legit thing. You know, right. We're the first to do it. So we had to prove that the market wants it. So now we can, uh, the market actually told us, the couples were like, we want to do it. We want to do it. Right. So we're like, okay, 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 we'll, we'll do it. We'll 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 so we're launching the couples website. But then we also thought, 
our goal as a company is to um, end isolation through innovation, right? Wow, and yeah. so that's not going to happen if we just keep the DNA test to ourselves. Right, it's right. It's going to be more effective. We're going to find more people love if we offer our DNA kit to matchmakers who are doing a fantastic job of matching people, but they they can't predict who's going to feel sparks right. when someone kisses, right? Right, but My adding this element. Them, yes. Right? My kit supports them. Well, we were talking about it before we started recording, and I actually haven't talked about it at all in the podcast, so we'll get into it another time, but about um, a venture I'm involved with, a matchmaking company, and we were saying, and I was like, my business partner and I were talking about how our... All of us are having the same goal. We want we want people to find love. Like, we mm-hmm. love love. Yeah. We might be nerds. We might be yeah. like, I'm just yeah. crazy. But I love love, and I love all that cheesy stuff yes. at the end of the day. And we all have the same end goal. Like, we uh-huh. want people to find love. So yeah. why aren't we working together? Exactly. We can all succeed. Exactly. We can, you know. Exactly. Yeah. So we're going to talk offline later about <laughs> that. But, um, but that's true. I mean, why not partner? There are so many dating apps right now that their goal is just to monetize you endlessly, right? right? right. And their goal is not to actually help you find love. And that's Because why the more you're on the app, the more money they're making from their advertisers, blah, blah, blah. Yes, yes. And so, um, you know, again, I'm I'm a rebel. I'm trying to change the game. I'm trying to move paradigms, right? Right. So I have a DNA-based dating app, but I want to offer my kit to matchmakers and other dating apps that share our value set and try to find people love. Right. And and assist them in doing that. Right, because someone might be on, not going to name names, on that (laughs) app that's like, I mean, I know my single friends are like, I go, I go on that. You literally go on that for a one night stand yeah, or for a hookup. Yeah. We're not, you know, so that app might not be one that wants the DNA yeah, kit, but yeah. there's another one that oh, I know yeah. all my friends are meeting people on and they might want that. So yeah. why not partner? Yeah. The more, I feel like the more fish that are out there, I mean, people are going to find love. I mean, why yeah, not? Yeah. I love that. So it's like, what is it? Community over competition? Collaboration over competition? Oh, yeah, Something yeah. in the blogger world. Yeah. Um, <laughs> well, in the blogger world. In the science world. In the world science too, world, because yeah. In the science world, I mean, one person, one laboratory may be an expert on a certain protein, but this lab over here is this expert on this. And right. And when you collaborate, you can publish way more papers than if you try to do it all by yourself, right? So I right. think, you know, being a scientist, entrepreneur, I, more scientists need to become entrepreneurs because yeah. entrepreneurship is all about pilot experiments. It's about, right. hey, before I throw my whole budget into this marketing campaign, let right. me do a mini one. Right, And so right. What, how that relates into science is that scientists don't want to spend the rest of their life on one experiment, right? right. So they say, hey, 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 I have this crazy idea. I'm going to do a little mini one that I'll never tell anyone about. I won't publish it, but I'm just going to do a mini one. It'll take me one day at a time. Right. Prove to myself that it's actually a pretty good idea, and then I'll invest, you know, the next month of my PhD or whatever right. into doing this experiment. Right. And so I've literally taken that exact mindset from science and right. brought it into entrepreneurship, where I'm like, "Hey, like we're gonna be humble, mm-hmm. very quick to say, hey, I had an idea and it was wrong. Right, <laughs> right, right. Said no, yeah. Pivot, you know. And then pivot. I love <laughs> that pivot. I've been talking about that with someone. How I love that that whole notion of pivot. Okay, uh-huh. let's go to yeah, the next. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, yep. my current investors, yep. they're like, it's so great to. Uh, it's refreshing to have a CEO without an MBA because you're so willing to be like, I was wrong. Yeah, that's <laughs> and isn't that such exciting? a good point. Like, we figured it out that I was wrong, and we're moving on to something else. Right, you know? right. Like, MBAs are a little bit more stubborn. They're like, the market just doesn't know what they want. Right. Like, oh my god. Whereas I'm like, Hey, the market told me I didn't have a good idea. We're going to change it. Right, right. So what advice would you give to someone, a woman um, specifically, starting, um, trying to start their own thing, whatever it is? And because you said you've been, you've been told no a lot. You, you've had, what's your advice for them? Um, Number one, don't quit your day job. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, (laughs) mm -hmm, Yep. Uh, Keep paying your bills. Yeah. Keep finishing. You know, I started the company 
and I wasn't done with my doctorate. So for right. one year, I was the CEO of a startup that I was funding, and I was a PhD student. Two very, very stressful full-time jobs, uh, yep. right? <laughs> but I was, like, determined to finish that doctorate because I knew I need. I wanted to be Dr. Brittany Barreto. I had oh worked way too gosh. freaking hard to drop out in the last minute. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. So don't quit your day job. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, the second advice is surround yourself with believers mm-hmm. because you will doubt yourself several times a day. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, and by several times a day, I mean like alternating like minutes. Like yeah. this minute, you're yeah. going to think you're yeah. the next Facebook. This minute, you're yeah. like, why am I doing why this? Why am I doing this? Yeah. yeah, yeah. And so much doubt. And then if you have people that also are not believing in you, then oh, you're really just oh, fucked. Oh, <laughs> Right, 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 you right. You surround yourself with believers. Yeah. Um, and the other thing, and and surrounding yourself with a, a few female mentors that are not afraid to tell you how it is. Right. Um, that includes a female mentor that is uh, maybe two years ahead of you. Okay. And then one that's maybe five to ten years ahead of okay. you. Okay. Because the one that's two years ahead of you has some really, really pertinent advice that is recent, right? Right. And pr- yeah. um, the one with five to ten years, they have advice that, you know, when they're like, yeah, 10 years ago, I was in your position. And you know what? 10 years today is like a new world. It really you know? is. It really <laughs> is. <laughs> and so I have mentors that, you know, are, I would say, like my female investors. They're, they're my mentors that I hope to be in 20, 30 years. Right. They don't have my day-to-day advice. Right. You right. Know? Makes sense. They have, sense. like, bigger wisdom advice. That Because they're older <laughs> yeah. and they've been in the game longer. So yeah. in on the topic of mentors, I've actually been, like, think, like just thinking about this lately. I don't It must have come up in a conversation how does one go about finding a mentor like do you just like knock on someone's door like what's your how did you go about that um you know what people love to give advice yeah yeah <laughs> you're so right people are always like how do i find a mentor i'm like literally if you tell anyone that you think that they're smarter than you and you want to hear from them they're gonna say yeah like, oh well thank you right like right you. right so that, yeah. um i think that uh also mentor offers Frequently is stated singularly, so one mentor. Man, you're limiting yourself if you have one mentor. Right. You need a mentor for just being a female badass. Right, right, right. You need a female mentor who... um, has done entrepreneurship. You right. Need a female right. mentor who also has gone through the same struggles as you. You right, know. Right. You need a like. It's not just one men, person. Men right. Mentor, yeah. Men. Yeah. Yeah. yeah female or men. Right. I have tons of men mentors. Right. As well, right. Right. And so they're obviously they're not mentoring me on like how do you pitch while you're pitching. No. Right. They're, right. They're right. 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 On, like, um, <laughs> other other <laughs> things. Other stuff, right? So have and is it like how because I know there you know there's a lot like people don't. Because a lot of people, I've even gotten emails and I'm not like, I, I feel like I can't even consider myself a mentor because I'm like not, I don't know, but I've gotten emails where like, can I pick your brain? Yeah. And it's, I don't know, like there's, I've read articles where you can't just email someone and say, what are they going to get out of it? Yeah. So like, how, is it like an, an arrangement between you and your mentor, your mentees, whatever, or yeah. they're, you're the mentee? How does that work? Like, are well, you, um, like they take you under their wing? Like, how does it? So first I'd say, um. When I go to, like, an event, especially in the beginning when I was, like, yeah. seeking mentorship, yes. like, I got it, I need somebody in entrepreneurship to mentor right. me, I would go to events or networking events, and I would find somebody that I was, like, they know a lot of stuff. I want to know more. 
And so what I would do is I'd email them and say, hey, may I buy you a coffee? May I bring you lunch? You know, I'm right. going to come to you. And now that's I what it is. That that's what it I'm is. Like, Please don't make me leave my office, girl. I'm not going to. Right. Well, because you're, you are doing them I'm a so favor yeah. by giving them your, yeah. your expertise. And so right. So that's the way to do it. May I, off, may I bring yes. you a coffee? May I Love bring it. you lunch? And then say, I have some questions about entrepreneurship. Yeah. And it doesn't matter if you have no questions. Just make them really? up. Really? <laughs> yeah. You can just, you just want to face to face and just show up. And say, like, <laughs> tell me your story. How did you get to the where people you love are? talking about and people love to talk about people and then love, from yeah. there you just say like wow that's so interesting. How did you go from this to this? And, and then it oh, just and then you just go from there, right? But so, I love that. Let me because it's so I feel like it was a business insider article or something and it was like you can't just email someone saying I want to pick your brain. Yeah. Let's meet up for coffee. That's not convenient mm-hmm. for them. Like bring mm-hmm. them the coffee, yes, whatever yes, it is. And yes. I love that. Yeah. So having a mentor is very important. You very important yeah. and um, multiple uh, mentors. Me- many mentors for many different things and also um you don't need to ask somebody like can you be my mentor right that sounds like a commitment right yeah you just need to get that first meeting face to face you know i'm a i'm a pheromone based dating athlete right. i'm about the human connection you know meeting and exchanging that energy in person right is very very important to solidify that connection and then figure out something about that person that they like that doesn't necessarily have to do with entrepreneurship or whatever so right. for example one one guy in uh, the med center that I, I consider a mentor, he loves dogs. Okay. Well, I have a dog, and I love dogs. There and you. so I didn't necessarily have questions for him all the time. But once a month, I'd text him this cute, funny little picture of my dog. And Got like, it. I hope you're doing well. That guy would literally write me a recommendation letter or bend it over backwards for me any day. Really? You know, and it's just because I sent him yeah. my dog. And yeah. He's like, this lady's pretty cool, you know? Right. And you're not just, like, using him for yeah. his whatever. I mean, yeah. you're, like, keeping up yeah. the relationship. Like, you know, this is, this is good. So, that, wow. Um, and there was one other thing I do want to say, that there yeah. are some people that you want to keep close, and they aren't necessarily mentors. They're what I call sponsors. Okay. So... A sponsor is, and I have several of these, um, and I'll give one as an example. Yeah. His name's Dr. Jack Gill, and he is a professor at Rice, and he's a very well-known, like, super angel investor here in Houston. Okay. He's, I'm pretty sure he's, like, 83 years old. He does not understand how Facebook works. Like He's just Facebook. not that generation. Like, he doesn't, he's like, right, I'm not right, understanding right, what I'm right. doing here. He's like, dating apps, like, what are you talking about, right? So he, on a day-to-day basis, cannot give me any mentorship. Got it. I mean, he's an old man, right? Right, like, right. We, he cannot give me a lot of advice on right. how to succeed. But what he can do is put his name on my brand and put his name on my mission, and people will follow. They're like, I if see. he believes in you, oh, all right. I'm so like, he believes in you. He doesn't just yeah. necessarily, he doesn't understand necessarily. He doesn't understand it, but he's like, you know, this is something. something. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. I've seen you work. You're dedicated. You're outspoken. You're right. confident. Right. I mean, whatever you do, I don't really understand what you're doing. Right. But I, <laughs> but I believe, believe it. You, you know. <laughs> and and so, he, so he's like a sponsor where he he endorses you. Yeah. Exactly. And uh-huh. so he will invite me to speak at stuff, and he'll introduce me, and he's like, you know, I'm Dr. Jack Gill, and this is Brittany, and I believe in her and whatever she's doing, and all of a sudden the whole room is like a believer. Yeah. You know. Yeah. So I call him a sponsor. Yeah. And interesting. Those are really good to have too because you need to categorize who's the person I'm meeting up for coffee for questions and right. if I met up for coffee with Dr. Jekyll like he's lovely yeah. and like it's usually just like a conversation about his grandkids or something oh, you know yeah like, he's really yeah yeah like but whatever. he's not like mentoring yeah. you day to day. Interesting. So like it's kind of like um like a like a celebrity endorsement. Like when yeah. you have this this person that's very well known in, yeah. in an arena and yeah. they're like 
anything this girl does. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, not, I mean, mentors are important, but damn, like sponsors move mountains. Yeah, you know? it's true. It's true. I mean, even in like the social, which I want to ask you about next social media, but even in the social media world, you get one shout out mm-hmm. on, from one person that might not even have half a million followers like they might only have like under 10,000 but their community is so engaged that they right away you jump up I mean it's crazy so how are you using social media whether it's Instagram Twitter Facebook whatever um, aside from how you explained it within the app to leverage your business from that standpoint are you finding that Instagram is like your thing or are people in like do you have an engaged community on social media Um, so you know it's interesting because dating apps are special kind of beast uh-huh. because people are more and more open about hey yeah I yeah. use dating apps right. but at the same time admitting that you're on a dating app is almost an admission of like I'm kind of desperate especially if I'm on a DNA based one you know I see and what you're so saying there is some complications around how active people are makes and, like, sense makes sense yeah so, yeah I'm, I uh, am not discouraged about the lack of shout-outs we get because users, To your point, exactly. Like, because people are just like, hey, this is kind of like my private life. Right, well, and that's what really... it is. And that's what's funny because when I was asking that, I was thinking about like other just dating apps and even matchmaking sites mm-hmm. and whatever. And it is like some people don't want to admit, yeah. even if you know they're single, they don't want to admit that they're taking this next step yeah. to find someone, which yeah. I think everyone should admit because I think it's awesome. I, yeah, well, that's why you and I are on <laughs> that, the podcast. Right, like, right. Yeah. I think it's like, there. what is there to be ashamed of? I feel yeah. like science, it like makes perfect sense. Yeah. But back to the sex thing, I, the science, what you said, so I, I, again, not a science person, like I probably <laughs> failed it in high school, I don't even know. So when you're attracted to someone, like, like when the sex is good, is that because of the pheromones? A, a lot of times, yes. At least the first time. So I mean, sex can get improved with communication, right? Right. You know, whatever. But uh, that that initial like your energy aura shifts Everything. when somebody walks in the room. That is biology. That's biology. You know? That is biology. That is. Um, love at first sight is uh, essentially you smelling someone's pheromones from across the room. And we don't know that we're smelling each other's pheromones, right? It's, it's not a smell. It's, it's not, not like a perfume, smell. right? So if someone walks in the room, you'll smell their pheromones unconsciously, and you'll turn to them, and your brain will release oxytocin and adrenaline. And that, to us, is love at first sight. Wow. And so your palms will start to get yes. ready. You get you'll a little... Lose your appetite. Yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. You go on a first date and you are... Or you, like, meet someone and you were so hungry before, but then all of a sudden you're talking uh-huh. and you're like, I'm not hungry at all. I can't eat this. Why did I order this? Or when this you first meet someone and you're and you're just, like, those first few honeymoon stages, you're just, like, not eating. You're losing yes. all this weight. Like, you're just... That that's all that. That is literally biology of attraction. Yeah. You're losing weight because you lost your hunger because you're just, like, hot. You're literally high. And yes. so that's what Fairmore can quantify. Well, that's what we can that's test right. for and figure out like, hey, when you have a 90% compatibility, we're telling you you're 90% likely to have that experience. Like 90% likely that if that guy or girl walked into a bar and you smell yes. their pheromones, and quotes again, smell their pheromones, uh-huh. you, that's what you're saying. Yes, yeah. That's yes. so wild. So when someone goes on, let's say, a date and they're just like, it's just, we didn't click, we didn't click. Is that that's also, it. that's, that's it. it. That's it. Wow. That's right. that's but it. then why? And that just so that you might not click with this person, but you click with that, and it's that's really science. Like it's there's science, science yeah, backing yeah. that. That's and so wild. I know. Isn't it so cool? That's so uh-huh. crazy. Oh my but god. That's why I also want to say though that again, we are not mailing you your soulmate. Um, no. This is a piece of the pie, right? Right. Right. There of are course. Plenty of honeymoon phases that I've had with many of people, and it didn't work out because totally. in the end. 
they we didn't share this one value that to me is a non-negotiable. Got or it. we right, didn't right. have the same, you know, lifestyle that jive. And right? that's not a DNA thing. And that's that, not a DNA right. thing. It's because we're humans, right? Right, and right. That we're not, actually not animals, you know? We're right. animalistic, <laughs> right. but actually not. Um, right. And so that's why we want to partner with the matchmakers and the other dating apps yeah. and taking those other qualities into account because, you know, those are really important still. Absolutely. Yeah. And so... Oh my, I just like, I'm so fascinated mm-hmm. by this because I knew I knew about it like when we were, of course, talking previously, but like how it all works and like when someone walks in, a, I mean, why would, why wouldn't someone do this? Like, why don't, I feel like everyone should do this. Like, <laughs> I, I don't get it. Do. I think you should too. Yeah. I don't, I mean, especially if like, you could, well, you can't guarantee that the sex is good because that's what you're saying. There's not, we're human. So yeah. the DNA might match and that's all great, but maybe the communication's off because yeah. of some yeah. child, who knows? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so that exactly, you have nothing, exactly. that's not what you're involved in. No, but, but I I will say that this is uh, the studies behind it are about like um, so okay sorry I'm just trying to find my words carefully yeah totally (laughs) go yeah so some of the research that has been done that says that these genes can actually predict um, infidelity so how often in within a couple does somebody seek sexual intercourse with somebody outside of the relationship and so what sciences have shown is that, well, the more different your immune system, the genes, the more attractive y'all are to each other, and your sex life will be better, and then someone is less likely to be Look in, for in it people. elsewhere. Yeah. And then wow. the, these couples actually also have more children, and they've increased fertility rates. And so it definitely is about sex. It's wow. It's about, like... And when you say these couples, you mean the ones that are compatible? Yeah, the one in what? the research. That in the research, right, yeah. right, right. Yeah, yeah Wow. Yeah. I mean, this is crazy. I know. This sounds crazy. I'm like just like wrapping my head around it. By the way, I totally ruined your like sex life and your dating life because whenever I was on first dates before I found the love of my life now, I would go on first dates and I'd be like, oh no, I'm losing my appetite. No, and people are totally like like, listening, like they're going to be like thinking about it. Like when a guy walks in that a a girl might think is hot and be like, I'm smelling their pheromones. Oh no, my palms are getting sweaty. I'm just really interested in the couples one though. Like I want my husband and I to do that. Um, Okay, so I had a question you said at the beginning. Could you talk more about the PTSD? Would you mind going back? Are you comfortable talking about that? So what I would, yeah, just, I mean, I suffer from anxiety I had for the past 10 years I know it's different from PTSD and everything but I would love to hear yeah, um, and I know a lot of my listeners and viewers have anxiety we talk about anxiety a lot on Instagram and anyway um, so I had a pretty tumultuous uh, childhood uh-huh. filled with abuse in lots of different forms and uh-huh. for me survival was putting my head down in the books mm-hmm. and studying that was right. my dissociation mm-hmm. right right um, just getting approval from school by getting trophies and A's right. and stuff that was where I got love you know right. and uh, and self esteem right. and stuff like that and so I'm grateful for that coping skill yeah. because yeah, it, yeah. Um, yeah, it led me to be able to get a great education and you know but it also definitely was a coping skill because my home environment was so poor right um, so I had PTSD I have PTSD and is that something uh, that ever goes away by the way never it, never uh, really goes no. away but you learn about how to how to deal with your symptoms on a more um, compassionate way got it um, because what I used to do is just drink alcohol mm. or use drugs right. or have 
sex, right. you know, or whatever I could to not feel, feel right. my body. Honestly, PTSD is all about, like, cutting yourself off from your body. It's about saying, like, I just want to be all up in my head. I just want to be a thinker. I just want to be a doer. And right. I don't want to have any feelings. Because so you're your numb. Body, yeah. To, okay. You're trying to numb yourself. Wow. And um, through work, through yep, emails, yep. through whatever, you yeah, know? Yeah, totally. And uh, I ended up actually getting into recovery. So I have about seven years sober. Wow, that's um, congratulations. Yeah. That's great. And so um, once that stopped, the PTSD yeah. actually got worse, which is because I was using that to right, numb it. Right, um, right, And uh, about two years ago, it just got to a point where my brain started to be like, you know what, maybe we should kill ourselves. And I was like, you know, I don't want to oh. die. You know, like you had like, suicide, suicidal had thoughts. thoughts. Yeah. I kept having these thoughts that were like, this is too much. We can't deal with these nightmares anymore. We can't deal with these oh, flashbacks gosh. anymore. We can't deal with right. the... Uh, you know, dissociation in the middle of class and we can't focus. Like maybe we, in, you know, your brain is just trying to offer a solution. Right, right. It's right. Not, and when I started to realize that for about three months, my, my head kept saying like, hey, maybe this is an option. I said, you know what, this is out of control. Right. I and so you, you yeah. said it, like you were the one that decided. I, that I cannot live a life where on like a daily basis, I'm that's like on the to-do list potentially, you know? Yeah. And, and uh, I, I've always known that I am meant for something bigger. Mm -hmm. I should not be where I am today, given my upbringing, given uh, the circumstances, given that I have the addiction gene, you know, mm. like, I should not be where I am, uh, the things that I've gone through. And uh, so, I don't know, I just kind of... Uh, and you so, were, so you said 30 days, were you some, So you yeah, were I went to it, there, tech, I, I always thought there was only rehabs, but yeah. it turns out there's like rehabs for um, mental wellness as well. Huh. I had no idea. Like retreats? Yeah. Or not yeah. a retreat? Oh, well, it is. Well, retreats, but also like yeah. actual treatment. And huh. so I looked up like trauma rehab. Right, right. there's actually um, rehabilitation centers huh. for people with PTSD and there's like the trauma track. Wow. And so I went in for 30 days and learned about what my brain was doing on PTSD. Right. What is that? And I realized that one, I was not unique and that this is common. Right. Right. And two, that, um, it just, I always just thought I was like so weird. Like, why does this happen? Or why do I do this? Or what right. is this? And it was just, they educated me on like, this is all because of that, you know, and you are not weird. Right. And you're not right. totally broken. And like, this is, you are a very typical case of PTSD. Wow. Sorry to let you know. You're right, already, right. You're not but, the only one that, right. Yeah. Oh my gosh. But what, they, what they did was they taught me about, you know, you uh, have to get in touch with your body. And so it was very much about yoga, acupuncture, yeah. um, asking my body how it feels about decisions. Mm -hmm, and, uh, mm -hmm. and and all those skills led me to now be somebody who meditates and does yoga every morning. Every day. Yeah. Wow. Because um, if I don't, I become a uh, reactor instead mm -hmm, of a responder. Mm -hmm, all of a sudden, mm -hmm. I'm just angry at everything. Yeah, yeah. I'm sad about everything, right, you know. Wow. Um, and is PTSD, is it like, I'm not, I'm familiar with anxiety, like anxiety, you can go on a medicine and it, I mean, I still get it, but like the medicine, I, I'm on a, I'm on Zoloft every day. Like, yeah. can, is, does medicine help PTSD or that's something like, yeah, because, it can, yeah. Because PTSD is interesting because the symptoms can manifest in a depression. It right. It manifest as anxiety. Right. It manifest okay. as, you know, all Got it. things. That's yeah. why a lot of people are diagnosed as bipolar instead mm. of PTSD because they're like, well, you're sad for two days and then, like, oh, yeah. really intense for two days. You yeah. must have bipolar. And it's actually right. just like, no, my brain's on trauma. <laughs> you wow. know, like, it's trying to coordinate yeah. molecules. Yeah, and yeah, yeah. And so it's manifesting in all these different ways. So, oh, my gosh. Um, you know, yeah. It's so funny you say that about medication because one time yeah. I was speaking pretty candidly about this at a, at a talk. Yeah. And, um, 
the 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 guy who I was hosting my talk at the end, he came up to me and he was like, oh, I have a question. So like, how'd you get over that anxiety? And I was like, I take medication. Right. And right. he was like dumbfounded by that. But I was really? like, you know, I'm not yeah. out here talking about how I no. just conquered it and it's totally no. gone. Like right. this is a daily routine. You're still dealing with you know? it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Oh my, no, I told, I, I went on Zoloft like six years ago, I think it was maybe almost seven. I was very resistant to it first because I'm like, I'm not touching medication. Yeah. I don't, I, I'm very resistant. And mm-hmm. finally I was like, why am I living this? This yeah. isn't fair. Mm-hmm. So I went on the medication and it fucking yep. changed my life. Yep. Like yep. it was the greatest thing ever. Yeah. And, and yeah. I like to be open about it because um, I rarely saw myself at the front of the classroom or on the auditorium or at the podium. I rarely right. saw women like me. I rarely saw the attitude that I have, which yeah. is one that is like, hey, I'm going to speak the truth. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hashtag rare- no filter. <laughs> <laughs> and I rarely saw um, people up there saying that, yeah, I'm in recovery. Mm-hmm. Or rarely pe- saw people up there saying, yeah, my childhood looked like this. Or, right. yeah, I struggle with right. depression. Right. And I was like, so what happened was my entire life I was like, I don't think I can be that person because I'm nothing like them. You know? I have right. nothing in common with them. They don't, I've, their life is very different from mine. Which, now that I'm here, by the way, they probably all have PTSD. They probably all have alcoholism. I think everyone has something. Uh, (laughs) Right. But growing up, I never heard it. And so I thought, well, damn, I'm never going to be able to be at that podium one day. I'm never going to be that keynote speaker. Right? And so I decided, like, if I ever do make it, which I hope to even, you know, quote, unquote, make it. You've made it, girl. Jeez, you've made it. change the world. Right. Um... I want to be someone who speaks candidly about yeah. it, you know? Yeah. And I don't want it to be my only mission, right? There's lots of people out there with, uh, I just did another podcast yeah. for uh, Grateful & Co., you know, uh-huh. like about gratitude yeah, and yeah, yeah. awareness. Yeah. And like, that's her one mission. And mine is like, hey, I want to be a scientist. I want yeah. to be a CEO and yeah. be an entrepreneur. And by the way, guess what? I have PTSD. I'm in recovery. Right. You know, I want it to be like I can hold both. Yes, the same exactly. Story, you know? Exactly. And I think there's something, I mean, it, it humanizes, like for a lot mm-hmm. on social media, like, you're, you're following these people, not that it's, it's an, an anonymous because they see your face on there, but it's like, who is this person behind the screen? But then when you share your experience, it like humanizes the person yeah. and then you connect and it's like, yeah. I'm telling you the Instagram stories that I get the most engagement on are when I talk about my anxiety, Zoloft, when I talk about my fear of flying, when I, I mean, things like that, yeah. <laughs> like yeah. real yeah. shit. Stuff, <laughs> yeah. 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 That, and are, are you a big proponent in therapy? Like has oh, that, yeah. Girl, okay. I've got like three counselors. <laughs> nice. Nice. I'm obsessed with my therapist. So yeah. Yeah, yeah, no, therapy, like, I mean, that too, and when I talk about therapy, oh my god, I ended up, ha- like, referring my therapist to people, mm-hmm. because that people want, people, when people, people can connect, yeah, it's so, yeah. it's unbelievable. I mean, so we have a company, like, Google Calendar, right, yeah, and, yeah. like, Tuesdays, 4.30 to 5.30, I have it in the company calendar, it says Brit Busy, you know, and everyone knows, right. like, Brit goes to counseling, right, you know? Right, 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 um, it's, I, I think everyone should have a, oh, someone to go to like yeah, that, yeah. even if you don't think you have problems, you probably do, and even if you don't, still, yeah. for maintenance, yeah. but um, okay, this is, I feel like we totally got off topic, but I just, like, there's so much I want to talk to you about. All right, so back to Fairmore Now, what, what talk about the success of Fairmore people on it. Are they going on one date you're seeing, or two dates, or multiple? How, talk about that. Yeah, so it's actually um, really exciting. Yeah. Uh, because, again, it's all kind of like a big experiment. No one's done it before. Right, right. I know right. the science is real, but now it's in the marketplace, and they're telling right. me, how is it actually working for humans on a dating app? Right. And what we have realized is that people go on more second dates on using Faramore than on any other dating app. That's amazing. And 
it's amazing and very very peculiar again the whole like scientist turned entrepreneur i'm like oh this is very interesting <laughs> right right you're right mean, you, know? you love data <laughs> like, what does this mean and so we start we cold call people all the time we email people all the time right. like hey we're still a startup and we want advice like, we want yeah advice. tell us more tell us more so we were like why are people going on more second dates and yeah it's so interesting so we did these interviews and they said well you know on other dating apps i i would have gone on a first date with this person um, but unless the date was perfect, I would have just gone back to swiping that evening, you know? Uh, but you said that we were 85% compatible. And so, you know, even though our first date, he was a little weird, he said something awkward right. or whatever, he was a little late, or, you know, I decided to give him another chance. And I went on another date, and you know, the second date was pretty good. And now wow. we've, gone, we've gone on six dates, and we've actually deleted the app, you know? And so what I That's realized... That's a true story? True story. Oh my gosh. Like, story after story after story, yeah. We have, at this point, we have probably like 30 successful couples. Are you since serious? Since September. Since September, yeah. Holy shit. And yeah. this, we're not even in February. Yeah. No, yeah. Damn. Yeah, yeah. And so what, what I've realized is like, oh my gosh, we are humanizing dating using data. And what that means is that because we're telling people, here's the data, this person, you're compatible with them, they're giving them more of a human chance rather right. than this like swiping random whatever you know yep. well i'll get coffee for 10 minutes and mm -hmm. unless i like i'm absolutely head yep. over heels yep. i'm gonna go swipe again and instead they're like you know what like i wasn't head over heels but barrymore's data says yes yes so i'm gonna go another day honestly and this is not he he knows this the guy i'm dating now yeah our first two dates i i thought he'd be perfect for my roommate no. Yeah, our first two dates, I wasn't like head over heels. I so I was going to ask you about that. How? So it's not always love <laughs> at first sight. Sometimes it builds. So you obviously you believe in it building because yeah, you. Yeah, yeah. But like the first date, my, the second date might be okay, but then it, it builds up whatever the the uh, connection, everything, yeah. the conversation. Because yeah. what I think what we're trying to fight now is there's a there's a struggle between biology and true connection. Which by the way, my boyfriend and I have fantastic chemistry. Yeah. But what I was battling in those first two dates that I had. To get through to feel the real chemistry right. was he's a ginger. I've never dated ginger. Is that really what your hang up was? Like, well, the, uh, amongst others, so right. ginger. Um, <laughs> he uh, he was he's uh, he's a runner. He's a marathon. Okay, runner. I've always liked bigger guys. Okay, you know? okay. So he's okay. more like thin and lanky, right? You know, and I was like, oh, no, 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 he's ginger. He's like, right. He's also uh, he's an elementary school music teacher. I, I was always thinking I should date a CEO. I should oh. date an MBA. I should date a doctor. You know. So there's these things, but my, they were manif manifested within my own self, limiting who I was dating because I thought I needed to have this, this, and this. And instead, science said, "Girl, this is the guy, though." And now you totally feel. And now I'm like, like I love him. Oh he's my god! Guy. Everyone should do that. And that's like amazing. I want to meet him. I wish he was here. So you, but that really like now it's like, is it almost funny looking back at the oh, first suit when I you're like, oh, I can't believe I even like. Really, for real. <laughs> and I'm like, thank God I listened to the data and went on, you know, one more date with him. One wow. more date because. Because had there not been the data to back that, you. Yeah, I would have been like, no, I have nope. a checklist to yep. check. And you'll go swipe again yeah. or something. Wow. Uh -huh. That's amazing. Yes. That's amazing. Okay, so if someone wants to download it, they go to the App Store, Fairmore. Yeah. Um, website is... Fairmore.com. And Instagram, what's all... Is it all just Fairmore? Oh, Fairmore. <laughs> it's really Fairmore. hard, guys. <laughs> P-H-E-R-A-M-O-R. Yeah. Right? Okay. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> um, okay, anything else? This was so interesting. Um, just that uh, if you have downloaded Fairmore, you have a success story, please tell us. Yes. Please, please share. Oh, and then maybe we'll share. do a podcast 
podcast about it. That could yeah. be fun having a success story, yeah, like definitely. have the two of them. And then we're going to talk about getting the kit for, or doing something. I want my couples. husband at. Yeah, yeah, the couples so thing. if you're in a couple, um, if you're in a relationship, take a, uh, keep an eye out for wehavechemistry.com. So is it through, but it's not through Fairmore. You it's can't. It's powered by Fairmore. Powered by but, it. Um, it's going to be a separate Separate. Website. Okay. So just keep an eye out, social yeah. media, all the yeah. things. Um, this was awesome. Thank you Thank so, you so much. So- all right. And as always, you can follow me at JulieLauren14. Thank you so much again. And I will talk to you very soon. Bye. Hey, America, Christopher Hahn here, the Aggressive Progressive Podcast. What is with the president and the right-wing echo chamber encouraging these astroturf protests against stay-at-home orders around the country? It's ridiculous, and it needs to stop. Check out the Aggressive Progressive Podcast wherever you download podcasts. I'm Royal Oaks. Next time on Too Many Lawyers, COVID continues to reshape the law. Supreme Court arguments will be held by teleconference. The justices won't even know if the lawyers are wearing pants, which is fair given the eternal mystery of what's under those black robes. Los Angeles County is springing 25% of its inmates. The sheriff suggests folks get ready for what might be a spike in crime. Check it all out on the next episode of Too Many Lawyers. BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. At Amica Insurance, we know it's more than just a house. It's your home, the place that's filled with memories. The early days of figuring it out to the later years of still figuring it out. For the place you've put down roots, trust Amica Home Insurance. Amica, empathy is our best policy.